Live from the apocalypse, this is the winner's circle. Put your goggles on. Champagne will be everywhere. This is State of the Game. I am so happy to be here as your primary host. Uh, the hosts, there are two of them on this show, and we are much, to put us in Dorito terminology, I am the Nacho Cheese, and my co-host, Kay Diggy, is the Cool Blue Ranch. Cool Blue Ranch, yeah. So, <laughs> nice. that is our roles here. Glad to have you as we do every week. Um, oh, and we got, we got, so I got to dedicate this episode to Art Kimball. I'm going to dedicate this episode to Art Kimball because in my high school, there's a gentleman named Art Kimball who joined the military right out of high school. He took a very dangerous job, which I did not do. I took, I joined the military and took a job I did not get a bonus in, so I would be more safe. He took a dangerous job for the for the bonus money. He took his bonus money and he bought a giant no limit chain. And this is this is a very white, very skinny gentleman in Maine uh, who is just walking around with a big no limit chain that cost him thousands of dollars. So this is for you, Art he's, Kimball. He's the shit for that. He's the shit for that. Yeah, he's no, that's great. That's that. Um, yeah, we are talking to International Jones, fiend. Um, we're talking it's about love. someone with more career than most people will ever have in music. <laughs> like, uh, wow. Honored. Totally honored. You know what I mean? Totally honored, man. I was thinking about the stages of your career today. It was, I was like, wow. Uh, because there's a lot of, like, misconceptions about no limit. I was really I was really hardcore into no limit. So I have I have a lot of theories there, but um we Kay, we did an episode about Master P that we called the Ringmaster, right? Mm -hmm. He was kind of the ringmaster of every album he put out. You know, he was organizing the event of his album. Um and if you look at it, Kay, do me a favor. Pull up Ghetto D, Ghetto Dope, Master P track list. Tell me how many songs have three MCs or more. Ghetto Dope track list. Okay. Ghetto. That Because that was the thing. A lot of these major <clears throat> releases through No Limit would have a, a lot of people on each song. And it was P putting everybody's name out there and establishing everyone's individual brand so you could put your album out and you'd have a fan base. And so, it's easier to go, which who only had a single feature. So <laughs> We Rider, Mac was four. Right. Uh, Plan B with Mia X. Weed and Money. Every, everything else, multiple features. Yep. It was, he was establishing everyone at once, right? All mm -hmm. the time. So you you could become a fan of Silk or a fan of C or a fan of Fiend. Um, and I how how old were you when you joined No Limit Fiend? Um how old was I when I 
Um, went to putting out music with no limit records. Uh, I had to be anywhere between um, anywhere between twenty, maybe eighteen, twenty. No, no, no. I'm gonna say like at least twenty. Mm. I think I was twenty when I started working. You know what I'm saying? Because I was around a little bit prior, so I was nineteen around. You know what I'm saying? Um, but officially started putting music out, my own solo stuff, uh, when I was twenty, right before I made twenty-one. Good deal. Yeah. No. So you, yeah. I mean, so when you put out like Street Life in '99. When you put out, you know, uh, just one in every family, you had already blown away features on the biggest records that No Limit had, right? Um, I was just playing my part, you know, surrounded by a bunch of dope um, people. And, um, you know, when the track came on, I just did me. I, you know, the people can um, rate. I'm a judge or compare. I just was doing me on tracks, you know what I'm saying? No, you, <laughs> yeah. Everyone had their own flavor. Everyone had their own skill set. Um, and, and I, yeah. And, I, but it, every song was kind of like an audition, you know, uh, because if you did really well, you were establishing yourself on, on, like, as an example, the one I think about for you <clears throat> is Street Symphony on my second favorite Snoop Dogg album, No Limit Top Dog, um, with, I mean, that just is a murderer's row. Mia X and Goldie Loke, and you came in and killed it. Uh, Thank you. And and so you were just, do you remember gaining a reputation as like, people want me on these songs? Um. Yeah, you know, locally I was already... Um, before I had signed and did business with No Limit Records, I locally I already had success. You know what I'm saying? With a single entitled The Baddest Motherfucker Alive, produced by Leroy Precise Edwards. And um, I also had an album titled By Won't Be Denied. So I already had local success. So I had a demand that people want me on some stuff. But, I mean, it was totally enjoyed for the peers of Amir X Mystical, you know, Mac, you know, and so on. You know what I'm saying? For us to have this high regard, getting on track. So yeah, man, for sure, you know, it just turned up even more so, you know what I'm saying? That's, it just turned up even more so. And let me ask, how did you get into rapping? Like, what was your introduction uh, to rap? Uh, how did I get into rapping, man? And I wish I could say the very first thing I saw had me, but you know, um, simply off nostalgia. Um, I remember, I remember me, you know, um, buying my first rap vinyls as a kid. Whether I walked to the record store or got a ride or, you know, what I'm saying, I just bought anything like. You know what I'm saying? This is what the record store owner, you know, says just came in. Let me mm -hmm. buy that. You know what I'm saying? I remember buying my first vinyl of somebody, you know, that was a DJ or something, and he had something, 
And um, it wasn't about I liked it. And I just was, I love hip hop. I got, you know what I mean? But Eric B and Rock Kim, my first introductory of that, Fat Boys, um, Stessa Sonic, Big Daddy Kane, Molly Maul Production, you know, Rick Rubin, LL Cool J, you know, Def Jam, you know, Steady B, like Heavy D and the Boys. Like, I love hip hop. You know, if 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 it was a genre and it didn't have a name, whatever it was, then I just loved it. And um, for some reason, um, I saw myself doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like I was writing poems already, like English class, reading class, and I, I um I come to find out I was really good at doing poems. But when I say I could probably turn some of these poems into songs, you know. Um, um, but that'd be my my first recollection, my cousin Lat let me listen to the Fab Boys when he come visit Uptown. You know, he'll bring a, a record or he'll bring a cassette. You know, um, Eric B and Rakim here and paid in full for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, my God, you know, listening to WA riding around with my brother um, in my mom's car, he'll let me take a run with him right quick. And, um, you know, listening to Quiet on the set while we get to borrow her car for a few moments, loud blasting, you know what I'm saying, by W8, uh, performed by MC Ren, you know, like, I just love that shit, bro. You know what I mean? And I, I think it was the inevitable, you know? Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, just just a, a drive to do it, you know? And, and so that is the establishment of, like, Womp Womp Fiend, right? Like, you can... In, in that era of Fiend, you can hear the hunger, right? You're trying to kill every verse, every hook, every line, every second. Urgency, right? Um, and, you know, I think of war for a reason, you know? Mm. Uh, you know, the, the rock show, like, I think of those kind of songs uh, for that. Does, does that characterization of you during that era make sense? I definitely did, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the rock show wall for reasons, you know, I'm just, man, getting it off my chest, you know. Um, wall for reason, the rock show. Streetlight was a little bit different because I got a chance to see the world a little bit and release a number one album on Billboard, you know, hit number one on Billboard. And pretty much the first week they figured out I was going to go gold. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we have the certified plaque that represent that. Um, and then to, to come back a year later, a year, two months later, a year, two months, one day later, and drop um, Street Life to do the rock show and um, Wall for Reason. I had just come back from Europe, um, bring it in the new year, and I toured with Snoop Dogg, mm. um, Corey Miller, Mac Phipps, Kane and Abel. Um, God bless um, his soul, Mr. Magic. And uh, sometimes Silk was uh, at one or two dates. Um, but I was fresh from Europe and saw the world was a ghetto, you know, to some degree. And I saw that there was racism still in parts of the world that, you know, you figured, you know, the United States is one way, maybe, you know, but racism still exists all over the world to some degree. And, um, I had a different outlook on life. 
So that's what made Street Life a tad bit different and more controlled an expression of me, the producers, of what I've seen traveling the world. And, you know, the first album, I did it for my neighborhood. The second album, I did it for the world. Mm. How, how did it, so you said, because it's funny because I feel like as black artists, that's an often common story. Like they go to Europe and it, 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 it impacts not only their worldview, but their art as well. Like, how did that, could you like go into a little bit more detail? Like, how did that trip to Europe, how did that like change your worldview? Um, the trip to Europe changed me because it made me know I have value when on my block, my neighborhood, or just, the, you know, my, my surroundings, I may think life is, um, you know, but, 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 but so big. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean so little, you know, life means, you know what I'm saying, so little to a youth growing up in America. But going outside the world, I realized that there's more things than my block, my neighborhood, my city, my state. It's a bigger world out there. And I, I, I want to live more for that. So it added value of life to me. It made me know, have some value, to know some knowledge of value of life. So it's my duty as an artist to um, accentuate that, you know, art imitating life. So that's what street life was, heart of a ghetto boy. You know, I was placed here waiting on God. You know what I'm saying? Like it was delicately, delicately done, uh, excuse the tongue to us. You know, it was done in such a charismatic, personable way if I never put out an album again. And I, I, I felt it in my voice. I felt it in my spirit on the songs. I even said, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm saying it's fresh off the paper. You might don't even hear it in case you don't hear this again. You know, I was speaking like just in case, you know, who know what tomorrow may bring. I'm going to get these things off my chest. And I it accentuated, you know. I didn't wear a lot of jewelry in my videos, talking like I'm bringing Mr. Womp Womp. I didn't know if I'd get a second video. So I'm one of the first artists to mix two songs in one video talking like I'm bringing the, the transcendent Mr. Womp Womp. So I made it count like I never had this opportunity to get to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think it was excellent, e excellently executed from start to finish. You know, you're, you, you, you're a human being and you're a human doing. So, you know, you're going to have, you're going to feel all kind of ways seven days a week. So I think those things should be exemplified in music in its purest form, in its most honest form. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to kill this notion thinking that every release from No Limit was like a compilation. We right, kind of right, depended right. on so much of each other to be all over each other's music. So this project didn't have uh, Corey Miller, Percy Miller, Rashawn Miller. It didn't have none of these awesome entities that were great on the company, but I wanted to show that as an artist by myself, as a vessel, I'm going to accentuate art of 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 the ghetto boy of the of the young ghetto boy that don't get a chance to say a lot but when he do my god he said you know like shit you know what i'm saying like and uh, to make the people feel something and i think that we achieved that you know we're releasing street life like we did that's incredible that's an incredible story that awesome i mean the other thing is this was i i had to put this in in context right uh what you guys went through was unprecedented in a few ways 
because this was before the internet, right? So there was no feasible way to sell that many artists at one time, <laughs> like on a rap label. It was it, so when you got when you bought a No Limit CD and you opened up the packet, the back two pages were just all filled with albums that had either come out or were going to come out, and you were just like floored by how much there was. Um, and me being an obsessive person, I was doing homework, right? I was going back, you know, um, on everybody. And so, but, but that was a lot. And, and when it shot up to the top of the charts and everything was hitting, uh, the spotlight of it, you burned brighter than anyone could have imagined, right? Which I have to think that, I think there's a lot of misconceptions. I think some people think that No Limit died because Cash Money took the spot, right? But I, I don't think that's true. I think what a lot of times what happens is you guys got so, you're so successful, the gold tank and the whole thing, that locally people were much happier calling you fake than they were calling you successful. And because they started being loud and the haters were on the local ground, there became all these court cases and there became all these, all this local, you know, frustration uh, because everybody on No Limit was a, was a unauthentic individual who didn't want to be called outside of their name. So there was all kinds of cases pending and, and some of them went through, but, uh, do you, do you think the spotlight had anything to do with that, or is this just targeting being targeted by the by the authorities because you're successful? Um, you know, my life, you're entertained. You know, yeah. You know, what I'm saying, you you know, you're gonna enjoy my good, my bad, my worst, my great. You know, what I'm saying, um, I, I've never been called fake, um, but what a person think of me isn't my business. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think we have real diehard believers and real fans individually as well and people like us a part of this big company as well. Um, me personally, I just think that sometimes when the recipe isn't the same, you may not have as much traffic in your restaurant. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that it's personal. I don't think it's about the consumer. I just think that's just is what it is. You know, I hate to try to make something bigger than it was. There's a, there's a lot of layers of things, but sure. um, that's probably one of my perspectives of any business yeah. being ran is that that's what I would look at it. And everybody gets their turn. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gets their turn. And, um, you know, at that era, um, the light was shining like this. And most of the time, a lot of people didn't know how to see two great somethings. They only wanted one. Right. So, you know, where I'm from, there's not a whole bunch of people saying, yeah, man, all you guys are equally zada, zada, zada. So, especially then. So, you know, um, I don't know to ringlead that or spearhead that to tell you 
this is the factual reason. From my perspective on a business perspective, at the end all, with no emotions attached, I'm going to tell you that um, if a restaurant is greatly um, known for the recipes and if something changes, you may find yourself uh, less visiting that restaurant. Mm. Yeah. No, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, great way to put it. I, I, I had a quick question. So you, your, your, your album went number one. What, what, what did that feel like to you when you saw it, when you got that news that, you know, your, your album had reached number one on the chart? Um, hit number one on Billboard. May 5th, 1998, it felt great, you know, it felt great because I didn't even know I had that type of goal set. One thing about wanting to be the best, you don't even know all the accolades that can come with it. You just want to be the best. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, so uh, it felt amazing. And it felt even better when I did it right a year later, two months mm. And two days later, again, was three life. Did did you feel any pressure of any any expectations, or was it just like, oh, this is like this is a cool accomplishment, and what's next? I, I didn't I didn't feel pressure. I was happy to be getting this music, you know, off my chest. It was therapy. It was a dope way to express myself as an MC, and um, you know, it helped me grow and not pack all that, you know try to compartmentalize that for one day further. So it really, it helped me, you know, therapeutically. As a businessman, it helped me, you know, go a notch further of what I need to accomplish for what I'm looking to do with my achievements. And um, yeah, man, um, if you authentically yourself, you know, it's probably that much more bigger reward as an artist. And if your business is straight, um, it could be a big reward for you financially as well, no, because it's less, um, it's less other components you have to put in it to make it work to get those same results. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, and and the other thing that changed, right, is so when you broke and you went number one twice, the world at large didn't have much of an understanding of the scope of Southern rap artists, right? The difference in, you know, a New Orleans rapper and an Atlanta rapper and a Texas rapper, or like the different genres within those places, right? Mm -hmm. um, you guys helped form that. And then fast forward to the blog era, right? And currency drops covert coup and, you know, Obviously, Gucci is is doing, you know, is innovating on the trap end. Like, by the time you come back with the Jet Life movement, there's more of an understanding of what, of what a Southern artist is. And people are happy to hear you again. Um, how, how was that? How did that come out? What was, the, what was the first song that broke where people were like, you're like, man, people really want to hear me again. Well, the people, that's the thing about it, man. Um, the misperception is that if I'm not on your radar, when you normally get your fancy news, 
where you get your fancy alerts of what's hip and what's cool. people will think they depreciate what they held in high regard. Mm, absolutely. I, I I constantly drop music year-round. I drop the head buses. The people never got tired of me. It, 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 it was, you you just kind of boiled down to your immediate fan base. You know what I'm saying? After three albums, the people really are done with you, bro. Right. This is this, you know. So after three albums, the world is done with you. It's just your diehard fans, diehard fans, and if you so happen to make something that catches the regular consumers' ear. The people wasn't done with me. I was signed a Rough Rider for four years. I, I became an A and R uh, and a producer for Atlantic Records. I wrote a lot of records. I, I was still in the music business. I just wasn't um, on the typical, you know, funny people news and the, right. <laughs> all over TV. I decided that oh, I wanted to be rich instead of being famous. Now, did it hurt um, as far as the popularity race? I guess it probably did if, if I'm in the business of popularity. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. but, I don't know. I think currency... Well, go ahead. Sorry. No, currency and myself was working been around each other for a long time and when um you know just to skip from that from to skip my releases of 2000 to 2010 just to skip a decade you know what i'm saying to fast forward to get there he was in a studio um recording we were both managed by the same person my brother Musa, which me having this relationship and him exemplifying his great managerial skills for what I need needed, other people was able to see that they possibly may need that. So was, currency was able to see, here's a manager right here. Let me see what's up with this guy. And, and I would go and he'd have sessions and I'd go hang out or either go record something in another room and I might leave um, and he said, yo, I'm big homie, um, you get on the song with me? And I get on Coops and Lears, you know what I'm saying? Or I get on, you know, whatever he had up, you know what I'm saying? And um, never refused to, you know, to jump on whatever that, you know, he asked me to get on, you know what I'm saying? Not really knowing that that was, um, not really knowing that was a, a seed being planted. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I didn't know that was a seed being planted, but I'm happy that we did. Very happy that we did because we also made our own relationship, our own camaraderie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm very, very happy I did. But I remember doing Coops and Lears. We've been in the studio prior to that by DJ Spence by, but I don't know if we recorded anything. We recorded Coops and Lears by this basketball player by the name of Jonathan Benders, his studio yeah. in in Louisiana, you know what I'm saying? And I remember I jumped in, I wrote something, did Coops and Lears, and he was like, guess what, bro? He said, guess what, big homie? He was like, I bet my home, I bet my friends that I can get you to get on some smooth shit, you know, and, and you would be on some smooth shit. And I was like, huh, bro? And like, you know, that was just a, a Thursday or a Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? I like, that's what's up. Then 
I, I seen him again. Hold on, 2000. That's like maybe 2008, 2009. Forgive me if I got the year wrong about that. Because 2010, I went overseas to Amsterdam. Me, um, Spitter, Fendi P, and Musa. And, and we went to uh, go support him judging the Cannabis Cup. You know what I'm saying? And we just, it was just, it, it felt right being on tour together, having each other's back. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just felt natural. You know what I'm saying? And um, I didn't know everything, but I was willing to learn my part in that, his world, what was existing with, you know, my brother Moose being involved as management and, um, you know, um, part brains behind building this wonderful, awesome brand that we support and love called Jet Life. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Currency is one of uh, Dan O and I's favorite rappers. What were some characteristics about him as a rapper that really stood out to you? Uh, some of the characteristics of Young Currency the Spitter that stood out to me is he he's not scared to work. You know, he... He's not scared to work at all. You know, he's not scared to have a good time. And um, I think, um, and I, I, I love the fan base that has accumulated from him doing this like he's been doing this. You know, everyone that's been involved from the Dane Dashes to Keefe, uh, Dame's nephew, right. um, e everyone that's just been involved helped build this creative control. Smoke does a big crit, you know, um, most deaf. You know, so many people I haven't had a chance to meet, uh, like Black Keys, I believe. Oh, that's right, like, that's right, man. It's, it's, it's so many people that played a part, I think, of Nesby Phipps, of help Monster Beats, of help building Wiz Khalifa, you know, people that just, you know, help all come together to make this something special, to make the world just support the brand that much more. I think all those <clears throat> all those things that complemented drawing me toward it and the fan base. I commend him. I salute him. You know, um, I'm encouraged, you know, love these guys. You know what I'm saying? Just genuinely, you know, um, and uh, I think it's dope that um, he's able to make a great living independently doing something that he just, he thinks is cool. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's all that counts. If you think it's cool, that's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the there's two things that come to mind with like what you and Currency share in my mind. Like first, you, you guys have had long careers where you've never said anything wild that you couldn't stand on. You know what I'm saying? Like it's rapping is a lot of talking. And when you, when you're talking that much, a lot of times you can come out of yourself and say something wild uh, that you regret or have to spit again the rest of your life. Um, you and currency are so level in who you are that you just, you can kind of stand on whatever's being said. Uh, which is is not a simple thing. You got also neither of you have ever really 
like spat over a bad beat. Like <clears throat> you guys have great ears for beats. Like you you mentioned monster beats, incredible. Like um, you know, beats by the pound, Moby Dick, like all throughout your career, you know, honorable C note on on you know, cool is in session three. I mean, it's fantastic. Like oh my god, bro. Oh my god. Production. If I don't produce it myself, you know I trust the ears of a producer. If it comes down to putting like a fiend project or a you know that type of texture or flat out like international Jones, like uh, um, I would pre prefer to be known as international Jones. But when I do features, cats keep putting feature and fiend, so I I just didn't want to confuse the people on this latest release, so I just called it Fiend. Right. Cools and Session 3, you know what I'm saying? But um, I love music, man. I love music, and um, I know what makes me feel good. Shout out to the producers. Um, the Mecca 504 RJ2, who produced Living Legend, which is fucking bananas. Um, uh, shout out to Cash Fargo. Um, uh, DJ uh, Snakes, Snake Eye, excuse me. Um, shout out to Fargo, Snake Eye. Shout out to Honorable C Note. My goodness, that fucking broken spirit is just. Mm. Oh my god, bro! It's like, bro, like you know what I'm saying. Um, and uh, everyone else that was involved. Shout out to myself. I produced under the name B and Rick. You know what I'm saying? So you know, shout out to myself on there too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. No. The, the, tell me about the creation of International Jones because it. I think it really helped. Like Mr. Womp Womp, the Hunger Period, and International Jones was was you being able to acknowledge. I've been all over the world a hundred times. Like, I'm I'm hungry, but I'm savvy. Like you know. What's that's what I'm saying. Like you know what this. I'm not okay for the record. What I'm about to say is not putting me in the room with these two people that I'm going to tell you about. It's not taking me out, but I'm not putting myself in the room, right? I'm saying, imagine if you can get, what would Tupac be releasing nowadays? What would Biggie be releasing today? What kind of music would they be releasing? So this is what International Jones is. What is it like to hear your favorite artist if he was in his forties? And and like like what what kind of music would he be making? What kind of music would she be making in a hip in a in a world of hip hop that 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 frowns upon uh, growing in season, growing up in hip hop, getting in age or, you know what I'm saying, like, or being able to have a career for over 20 years, what would that sound like? It would sound like International Jones, bro. It would be jazz loops and be vibes and it'd be right, temperaments. Right. Would it feel like seven days a week just to be a man? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. Like, what Like, what about if they got a chance to get to this age, bro? What would that sound like? What would they be talking about? And it's the same subject matters or their own version and, and expression of art. You feel me? Right. You're getting it with Nas right now. You feel me? 
you're getting it with Nas, you feel me? You're getting it with Jones, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, some gonna have more light than the other, but these textures, that's where the National Jones come from. Like, imagine if you found the value of yourself and not gotta live and die on your block. Um, you know, imagine you can see the world. Imagine you could love yourself. And a lot, and a lot of households, cats are not taught to love themselves. They all be in love with themselves so they can attract love to live, bro. Like, you know, you know, to make it past 25 years of age when I was younger was a huge feat. You know what I'm saying? That's like a whole different type of graduation. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, like graduating with a master's or some shit, bro. Like, it's serious, you know, to get to this age in America, you know, to survive to this point. So I wanted Cass to hear, like, what it would sound like. There is a such genre that exists. You know what I mean? You know, uh, Black Thought. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jadakiss. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Killer Mike. You know, there's a, these genres and these artists, these places do exist. It's just shit. You got to want to tap in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm happy they do because we be thinking that you can't age gracefully in hip hop. And that's the biggest lie next to streams making you real money. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you, I mean, the the first, the project the, that I first heard that I associate with, like, the solidification of International Jones. Is Tennessee, yeah, of course. And so James Bond bends, and and you know, like there's there's a moment I think it's at the end of James Bond bends where it's just like, oh, and that James Bond bends is mom, you know, right. <laughs> that song. Yeah. Oh, and I was just like, that's yeah. that's this guy, yeah. And that James Bond bends belongs to that nigga. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's fiend for the money on Twitter and it's James Bond bands belongs at it. We just talking that shit, man. Like, you know, like the intro to it. Before you heard Kendrick mess with Marvin Gaye, you heard Jones messing with you know what I mean, no, you know what I mean? Like the vibes exist, bro. Great minds think alike, bro. Like, I ain't never done nothing like that in my life, man. Welcome to tennis shoes and tuxedos. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit was next level. And I'm going to tell you another thing. I ain't going to lay my leg on it, but let me keep it funky with you. Like, I was going through something, and I chose to celebrate instead of being miserable. I just closed my father's eyes November 18, 2010. My father just died. I closed his eyes, left the hospital, went to Europe, and I brought it and released tennis shoes and tuxedos. That was me celebrating uh, wanting to celebrate him and the music me and him used to vibe to in the studio or in his bar room. So I chose to celebrate and I was going to celebrate, celebrate, you know, International Jones, Tennis Shoes and Tuxedos. I say, what's something that an older player and a younger player may have in common, but they still fly that they might still do regardless? That was go to prom wearing tennis shoes and tuxedos. You know what I'm saying? Somebody without the bunch was going to go with some tennis shoes and going to be fly, and he was going to be dope. So I, I I put on a tux. I seen nobody doing it. I put on a tux. I was wearing my cement threes or whatever I was, and I got on the stage, and I brought that shit. You know what I'm saying? And changed the whole game and probably helped myself therapeutically to to get out and to, to get in the vibe, you know what I'm saying? And, and chose to celebrate my dad instead of uh, being, you know, being miserable, you know. That's yeah. incredible. I mean, it, it, art as a coping mechanism is 
you know, the thread for, for everyone who's done it. Right. Um, it's, you know, I've, I've written a lot of things about my life in the future so I can grasp it in the future. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, so I, I, I understand doing that the other way around as well, just trying to cope with what you're doing. Sure, sure. Um, I would, yeah, it's, and so you went on this incredible run. Now that you've established International Jones, you could bring Womp Womp themed energy into the middle of songs and then follow them with really smooth shit. Um, and this brings us to Cool is in Session because to me, Cool is in Session as a series is the best meeting of the two, uh, Mr. Womp Womp and Jones. And it, it's really where they kind of weave together that by the way to put it on the table my favorite if you're looking for like what is the smoothest international jones project what does it get when how does it get the smoothest uh, what is what is your pick i'll tell you mine after i i i, I think i know your pick but i'd I rather you see it i'm i'm just just making the art you know what i'm saying it's the I'm sweetest just making hangover. The art. it's the sweetest hangover Gotta be the sweetest hangover. I salute you, dear sir. I salute you, dear sir. Day at the office, you know, baby. You call it Chris, I call it baby. Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh sweetest hangover is like feels like being on a tropical island. And by the way, <laughs> I'm so glad to be interviewing now because I am in Booth Bay Harbor, Maine. Like I'm right out on the water, you know what I mean? Summer vacation nice. shit. Uh, nice. So this is perfect time to, to interview you. Uh, but yeah, Cool is in Session is a mixture of both, right? Um, and you you really have evolved through this series, uh, you know, and it was incredible to hear Mac kick off with you on electricity. Wasn't um, that cool, man? Oh my God, because Mac is like, it's like a a myth, like he. It's like the you know he's the no limit Nas. That that's what the internet right. calls it, right? Right, um, right. And so he's like, you know, do you, have you heard that Mac album? It's like there's whispers of Mac. So to hear him again, sounding just as as locked in was awesome. It was really great. Right, right. Yeah, that was dope. I'm happy uh, I waited. Because uh, we are recording for his project, which is out right now, called Son of the City. Go download the dream that. And um, uh, I was thinking, like, what to put him on. And me and him went to producing some stuff together, just messing around. And uh, we never, you know, completed the track. And then um, I recorded the electricity joint. And um, I was like, I'm just going to get him on this, man. Like, and let him hear him like I would like to let the people hear us on something that I think is a nice a, a real nice vibe is is different but it's like it's 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 like it's 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 it's, it's just that yeah you know it's just it'll be just dope and man he delivered like I figured he would you know what I mean and uh, we shot a little viral just messing around for basketball to end the basketball season and it's produced by the Mecca 504 you know what I'm saying? So that shit's crazy. Whew. Yeah. I mean, and I've, I've got to ask you because one of the other things that defines like 
the linkage between you and currency is you're just an incredible collaborator. Uh, we, uh, you, you, incredible Thank collaborators you. don't just lay good verses or good hooks. You create great relationships uh, with people. And that's that's been something to watch. Uh, I appreciate that. I, I don't, um, I, I know it's crazy, like, to try to get along with everybody. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm still a, a kid that, I'm, you know, I'm a man, but I, I still have this hip-hop kid, you know, um, in my subconscious that want to make great music with people. And, you know, it's always cool to, you know, run across some other dope people that want to collab sometimes and, and make dope art. I'm still like that person, um, you know, so, but as an artist, I mean, I have things I love to do, um, but the collaborations are always great. No, no bullshit. Collabs are, man, are always out the park. Wait till you hear what's on, um, we did on this new Jet Life release called Season Opener, you know, oh, me and Currency on Alchemist Tracks, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like me, uh, G Style, me, Fendi P, Black Cobain. Like you know, we, you know, we just we did something real crazy right quick. You know, mm, that's mm. that's great, and it will be anticipating that. You know, the first one I would have to ask you about is Mia X. Mm. During that run, that mixtape run where I wrote the MVP ballot for you, um, you know how to make me. But that make me feel so Oh good. my god, that's Life Behind Limbo Glass. That song is amazing. Amazing. Okay. Mia X says, I get so high I can shit on their head. Like it's fucking great. <laughs> Mia X is amazing. Hey, Life behind limbo glass was was special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that was special too. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like I could hear different spaces of just when the music was just Mm -hmm. It was just doing this, man. It was just doing this. And I just really wanted the world to tap in International Jones and be able to tour the world with this live band and give people this Congo Square and rap form of Louis Armstrong on rap, like listening to the Never Brothers in the Trap, you know. I just wanted to be the person to give the world that and just tour, bro, and just, I saw it, man. I saw it, but... Um, still in pursuit of it but it's more of a a hobby you know what i'm saying because the brand fiend supersedes um the brand of international jones even though you know man oh my god bro shout out to frank dukes all kind of people was just reaching out because of international jones bro and it had to be the greatest new feeling in the world to reinvent yourself. Oh my God, bro. Like, because I did it from my heart of wanting to make art at the same time as a guy that know what it's like to be out here in the streets a little bit. And at the same time, a player that should be focusing his mind on getting money and being around pretty beautiful people. You know what I'm saying? Like beautiful ladies and traveling and getting stamps of your passport. So I was just, I, I wasn't trying to preach to players. I was just trying to you know, give a little game, you hear me? And hopefully they have soundtracks to their to they waves of what they're doing. And I'm still looking to do that, you hear me? So, you know, that's my plight at the end of the day. 
to be able to, to perform in front of Oprah, the Jay-Z's, the Beyonce. They got a book international, Jones and a band to come there and, and, and show off by having some one of the coldest motherfuckers in the world to come exemplify what it's like to bring this type of cool shit to your living room. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. bro, so light behind limo glass and keep you cool and and, uh, and uh, cool as a session too. It, it was just like, Man, bro, like experimenting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. some of the mixes wasn't even right sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just was serving, giving y'all that shit, putting my brand, my name on the line behind rather y'all having it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I count, I, I countlessly spent my money on this. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Hoping to just perform this shit from somewhere for people that love it, bro. And I've, yeah, I got to see you live during this period. Um, and yeah, so with Mia Axe, like it worked so well because you were one of the few rappers who could affect a sexual atmosphere on an album that was almost comparable to Marvin Gaye. Like, it was, it, like it was so atmospheric. It was so. You could feel it that like you and 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 me is fearless, right? Me is me is fearless. You know what's crazy? We're not gonna get off this uh, subject about Mia. My mother just told me the other day, the other day, like whatever the day that Crawford fight with Spencer was, yeah, whatever that, day that was. Yep. My mother told me she heard October London, right? Yep. And she said to herself, oh, my God, that don't sound no different than what the fuck you is doing. Like, how do people don't know about you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she's not throwing shade. And um, major respect to October London right. um, and that whole camp, Snoop Jazzy. She was just saying that the texture right. of artists right. To express these textures. So I was just elaborating on something funny that even my mother's a music connoisseur, hearing what you just said just now, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And the, the Mia got on the feature. I asked Mia to get on something. And I, I said I was going to see about getting on that. So my sis was like, I'm going to do something with this. You know what I mean? And then she was like, I'm gonna come lay it down by you. I'm ready. She got in there. You heard me? She might have went home, came right back next day. She was in a zone and she just did it, bro. And it was, it was, it was perfect. Yeah. I saw it being played in ballrooms. We call out little clubs, like little hole in the walls that might hold 100 people, 150 people. We call those ballrooms. You know what I mean? My dad owned the bar room. You know what I mean? I, and Mia was in there off a of second and drive, and the DJ played that joint, and I'm in the bar room with her, and we're just listening to this shit like, this is what we made it for. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be played like this amongst players, you know, lighting a little funny lettuce in the air, you know what I mean? Some adult smoke, you know, people sipping on something cloudy, you know what I'm saying? Just catching the vibe as adults, so hate to make a short story long, but no, that's, 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 that's a great story. Yeah. Uh, 
The other one I saw you when I saw you live, you know, there were two big takeaways from your end, right? Which was first, currency has so much respect for you. Like currency came on and was like, if I could have this man's voice, yeah, you know, he was just so uh he loved what you were doing. And he's, he's, he's such a gentleman, bro. Like, you know, I love my guys, bro. Most offended Pete, the Jets. So I, I love my guys because we come from very, very humble beginnings. You know what I'm saying? We still here, you dig? The, the other takeaway was, holy shit, the relationship with you and Corner Boy P at the time, with Fendi P now, is legit important. Like, you you have a, an important back and forth that I, I had underestimated at first. Bruh, I talked them girls into a three-way. Man, say it, bro. I... I enjoy recording with him because he's, you know, I asked him, we well, we asked him to rap. He didn't even rap. Yeah. We asked him to rap. As, and he was a kid, you know what I'm saying? Coming like in like 10th, ninth grade, bro. We asked him to rap, bro. You know what I'm saying? And he stuck with it this long. So super, super proud of him. But we got a different, we be having our elbow in the pot off of shit with each other because, you know, we back to back. We we know what we mean to each other, and I I bat for him. I, I cut for him like that on music before anybody would have done a feature with him. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think that'd be great to hear them relationships in the songs. That's why me and Currency sound so great together, and me and Pee Wee. You know what I mean? AKA Fendi P sound so great together. You know? Yeah. No, it's uh, it's absolutely something that's marked your career is that you're always finding interesting collaborations with people um, and developing new great relationships. You have a song on here, Swang On Me, which is a continuation of your relationship with Paul Wall. This is not Swing your first Paul Wall. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, that collaboration was dope people just want to see us work together. Um, shout out to DJ Spin for putting the Paul Wall collab together on the Thank God is Fame project and producing that and joint. And shout out to um, Flea and Big Lee out in Huntsville, Alabama, Huntsville, Vegas, Alabama, for putting uh, Swing on Me and Paul Wall's ear for Paul to be like, man, I got him. You heard me? So, yeah, that's always dope, bro. I like, I like. Like collabs when cats just want to, you know, hey, bro, um, y'all didn't get a whiff of me and the Larry June collab, did you? No, I'm rocking the Larry June shirt right now. That's Look, crazy. the same, the same song that he got was Spitter on one of his latest projects. I think it's the song is called New Orleans or something. Yeah, I am on the remix, but he put it on a vinyl because it's under International Jones and not Fiend. I don't know if I would just say, write it, the feature up as Fiend. Maybe he'd have used it like, you know, like that. I don't really know, um, but I'm on that. I got my verse somewhere over here, but body that shit, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know. It should be out there. You might be able to Google it or something. You might be able to YouTube it, but I know it's supposed to be on the vinyl. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. That I gotta, I'll dig for that. The, um, yeah, it's it's, I cool is in session three, is I've listened to it a lot 
because the songs hang really well together. They just really feel unified. It's 26 minutes and it there there isn't like a lot of breaks where you feel Mm. like, oh, this is a different run now. Like um, Mm. me and Kay talk about this all the time. Runs of songs are important to us, right? Uh, Mm. The best run of songs. This is kind of a, this is nine songs where they feel, they feel collected in a way that's important. Um, Mm. Yeah. They they slide out. Shout out to D-Lo the Diamond Man. Yeah. I mean, uh, of Monster Beast. We last minute at the uh, you know, like the what they say, like the eleventh hour or something. Yeah, lined the project up together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think he has a, a really, really good ear, and I don't really trust people to do that. You know nope. what I'm saying? I, I pretty much got my thing, and then at the same time, I respect people enough to know that they care about the audience too. So shout out to him for uh, helping me line the project up because I have another version of that project and it's the vinyl version called Blue Hop. And and I haven't released it, but it's all one increment. It's just one increment. You can't fast, can't skip to the next song. It just it just flows. It's one long, you know what I mean? And that's the way the project was supposed to be enjoyed. So I, that that let me know that we did a good job. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. Thank you very much, man. Because if you think about it, Kay, electricity starts it, and that is womp womp fiend ready to go. Right. And then by track five, you got flued out, right? Right in the middle. uh, That is the most international Jones you'll get. Um, A commercial break, the the separator, right? A commercial break, you know? Yeah. So I just. Small chronic break. Small chronic break. Um, Kay, how did you feel about how this was designed and how it flowed? I mean, I mean, it reminded me a lot of the Pilot Talk series. I mean, uh, it was very, and I don't know if there's a relationship between, you know, what, what Currency was doing with Pilot Talk and what you're doing with Cool and Session. But for me, there was definitely with all three uh, parts of Cool's and Session, I, I felt like there was like a kinship between those two. Yep. I am around great minds, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and um. I I would give I would credit to, to being from where we from and being in the birthplace of jazz, you know. Um, but I would say great minds think alike. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I've adopted a great um a great playbook also to add to um to 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 my own um some plays to add to my playbook as well to find out, you know, how to keep the supporters the believers engaged you know right. what i'm saying i probably never did a part two part three things like that until i just realized that you know this is what the people are intrigued to to know that they can get taste that second one like that first one you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and know that you care enough about my ears you know i want to grow with you so that's what that was and i didn't want to overkill like like cool as a session four is done you know what i mean and i didn't want to do overkill so it could you could have got cool as a session three and it could have been twenty joints, you know. <laughs> it could have been right. twenty five joints. Yeah, so yeah. what we did was we sat there, we vibed out, we rolled up some of that, that flow, and we rolled up some of that um 
that Andre OG and um, you know, we listened to it and we just we lined it up like it did and the textures is what we was going for. I, you know what I'm saying? By the time you get to broken spirit, it's like it, you have to accept it. Like I'm I'm invested. I'm I'm so invested. And like if, you know, if I upload the words, people will really probably be really trippy. Like, I got to say this in music without I said a whole lot, what I haven't said a whole lot. Mm. And that that kind of brings up another question that I, I, I wanted to touch on. What would you say is the relationship between, you know, the rap persona Fiend and then the rap persona International Jones? Like, how do you view, like, how do you view the connection between the two? Because it's almost like you talk about, like, them as, like, two separate, like, entities in a way. But it's like the same person, you know? You, uh, it, it, yeah. It, I, I, I end up. Um, I earned being called International Jones, and um, own the persona and exemplify it to the, the maximum potential. It's the ghetto boy who grew up. You know, it's the ghetto boy who made it out the hood and did well for himself. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the guy from around the way he, he did well for himself. He's still alive, man. Still vibrant. Still youthful. Still happy. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it is two different spaces. Fiend, you trust Fiend. I've already proven to the world by making the world look at a name that was looked down upon. I've, I've, I've completed that task in my life. I made the world see a name that was totally looked down upon as individual that they could trust and listen to and learn from and grow from and be a part of their life. You know what I'm saying? Like, International Jones was just a growth. It's, this is who I am as well, you know what I mean? But I think Fiend represented a certain era in space. And for the, for the sake of it, I let that name, you know, because it still has traction. But International Jones is worldly. It's just, this is what this music was made for. This is who I am. You feel me? It's a passport full of stamps. You know, smoking on the greatest of God's garden, you know what I'm saying? And um, just elevating a businessman, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, a man that loves women, you know, a man that loves life, you know, a man that enjoys being a father, a parent, you know, a man that enjoys being married, you know? I think it's okay to see these versions of that and still come off as being the most player shit you ever seen in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like James Bond would change with me a life swap lies with me in a heartbeat. You know, James Bond got to look over his shoulder. You know, James Bond don't know which woman trusts him. You know, like he's, uh, it's somebody that you hold in high regard, but you almost feel sorry for him. International Jones is the guy that, that got in and got out. You may have missed him, but we back celebrating popping bottles off of our school. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Maybe no one was killed in the process. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Okay, my thoughts to add would be Fiend is the hunger to take over the world. Like, Fiend is someone who won a rap battle with the whole world, right? Like, just, I I am, my hunger is insatiable. I will, I'll take every track I'm, I'm given. I am one of the best to do this, and I'll show you, right? Fiend is that energy. Um, and so when Fiend comes back, it's still that energy. International Jones 
is someone who changed all the characteristics of the game to suit him. Like, and that's what's interesting about like in an era, the blog era where people were like running down women and running down their sexual partners, Fiend was like complimenting them. You know, he's like, I got a bad bitch. I love her. She's a doctor. And you're like, oh shit. Well, that's nice. Like it was you there was never, you know, bad bitches like caviar on their pancakes, you know, like it was never like a hot, there wasn't frustration in there. There wasn't hostility. It was just like it was jokes and jokes and and it was just doing whatever you wanted to do. That's what it felt like. That's that's dope, man. Like you know, like that's just dope. That somewhere there's a woman who can't wait for you to talk her panties off her. That's it. You know what I mean? And and she can appreciate the player in you pursuing that. She'll love you for that. Right. She will love you for this. You know what I'm saying? So I've, I say if I've accepted, I'm about to be hopefully Cat's favorite uncle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't have a, um, where's the player music you could chill with a baddie and roll a fatty and, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where's the music? Yeah, like, where's the the, gr- the men that you could pop on and be like, shit, I'm about to set my whole mood off. You know, it ain't too mushy. You know, that's just what it is. If I'm, my music accentuates life. It's art. It's life. It's art imitating life. So that's what the music reflects. It all types of races of women and all types of people in the world. You know, everybody don't look like you. I got to, you know, to make million dollar deals with each other. You know what I'm saying? She might can't speak a Eng- lick of English, but she know, you know what a more is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think that's just dope. I love that about traveling, but I wouldn't have known that if I just stayed in a fiend perspective. You know what I'm saying? Of of just my block, right? You know, just my neighborhood. I had to see the world evolve to you know I got to learn my value, and I love to love. You hear I me? Mean? Like. You know, I guess I was a fighter before Lover on uh, the No Limit releases and then National Jones, I'm a lover, you know, not a fighter unless this is what we got to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think it yeah. needs to be more clear, more love out here. More, you know what I'm saying? We're going to be sliding on shit. We're going to be players. We're going to come with some swag here, but we're going to... I think that's, you know, it's too many women in here. We focus on wanting to fight. Some, what are we doing? Right, like, no, you know that's I was about to say that's what between you and Fiend that you you are Fiend uh, no the between you and Currency that was the connective tissue right was like the there's no reason for everybody to get all rah rah if we're all friends and we're all having fun tonight like what do we do you know like so Currency has all these hit songs about playing video games and doing quite well in them and like. People love it because he's currency and he can he can identify interesting images, you know. And you have that ability to come out of nowhere with a really interesting image. Uh, you're the first person I think I heard say "come out of the mud," use out the mud in a rap. I'm, I'm the first guy that called Kush Keisha Cole. I'm the first guy that called Purple Wee Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've always said trans, man, and standard is on stuff, you know, and it's cool. You know, it's hip-hop. People are going to borrow from us. 
Uh, we, man, there's a lot of artists out there that we've planted seeds in, but this is so cool about this. Like, man, like in some spaces, I could be their favorite rapper's favorite rapper. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yep. And, and that's, that's a cool space to be in, but at the end of the day, I'm still just grateful to be involved. I'm so grateful to have listeners. I'm so grateful that the music connect. I'm so grateful um, to have the courage to put out like a fluid out. I could have kept fluid out and, and being scared to release it. Like when I'm like, man, that shit clear as fuck, man. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm, you know, currency was like, man, we need to call that shit blues hop. You know, like. He says, it's just, it's just, man, what the fuck we call this shit, bro? He's like, what are you doing? I say, fam, I am just recording music I feel compelled to do, bro. Like, and I don't want to sit on it. So this is why you're getting summertime linen. You know, this is why you're getting uh, too many hoes. This is why you get, you know what I mean? Like, that's for dying. I don't be rushing. I'll be taking my time. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit is crazy, bro. I don't hear nobody talking this type of shit like you feel me like bro right. what is we doing bro like so i'll be wanting if i can impress me i can share it with y'all like if they trust my ear if they trust my ear i got you you know what i mean yeah no it's i mean you you knew you were getting the fiend that you wanted when you saw the cover to coolest in session three right i mean that's a it's a beautiful cover uh and you just knew you were you were getting what you wanted shout out 40 shout out to 40 um fps you know cj wallace for doing the artwork he does all the artwork for all the jet life releases he is fucking simply amazing bro you ever shout out to him i'm gonna say it again 40 fps he's an amazing director he's an amazing artist uh illustrator cartoonist animator uh director um film writer you know he's fucking everything bro shout out to him bro because he's from canada he came from canada he got with musha he got with spitter and like he has been spot on man bro like you know everything when it comes down to help exemplifying that art on these covers and some ideas as well. You know, he's such a fan of music. He'll get with me like, we call each other Play B. Like, he'd be like, say Play B. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, 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 you, what you think we need for this new cover, man? You know what I'm saying? So I sent him the picture. I sent him the picture of me for Cools of Session 3. Then he did everything around me. I already had the picture. You know, I I did the picture myself through the AI. I was like, oof, I was like, Psh. the gold frames. I say this shit is like final. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, shit. Was a session three, like damn, bro. And then he was like, uh, "Send me what you got." I sent it to him. Then he just put the theatrics, you know, what I'm saying, put the backdrop in place, and then it just made it that much more easy. I sent him a uh, fluid out to listen to, and that's you know, what I'm saying, like Good that enough. was the yeah. vibe. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and so, uh, and I just. Before we go to recommendation court, I would say in conclusion for me, what the last thing I had to say to you is I, I would say you changed how I write about music. You were one of wow. the defining people that changed how I write about music. And I'll, I'll explain because in the underground space, there's a lot of fancy music. There's a lot of avant-garde rap, right? That is very good. 
right? Mm -hmm. But I was caught at a crossroads where there was avant-garde rap that was bracing, but I only really listened to it once. <laughs> um, and I was like, but I'm listening to Fiend all day. Like, I'm listening to Fiend all the time. The new releases all the time. They're all amazing. I listen to, to so much more Fiend than these guys. If I rep these fancy projects that are avant-garde, I'm a liar because that's not what I'm listening to. <clears throat> so, like, your your music forced me to to be like, if I'm not listening to it all the time, I'm not going to write about it all the time. Mm, You're going to know that when I write about an album that I care about it, that I, I that I love that, and that I'm listening to it. You know, right, um, right. and so that was that was a big that was a big thing for me, and I, I appreciate you for it. Hey, I'm I'm grateful, man. Like the music is still connecting. I I just think it's dope, bro. Like. I'm just excited. I don't know if I will. I don't know, like, if the rest of the world is going to catch on like it did early blog era. You know what I'm saying? For, to, to the people that support me, like you guys, man, I, I thoroughly appreciate you two gentlemen so, 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 so very much. I, I felt like I dropped the ball on the consistent releases, maybe, and um, maybe it made the pitchforks and the double XLs and the vibe magazines, these new writers or whoever came in and maybe they, I'm not on their radar no more because everybody and their mom was on international Joe. By the time we hit life behind limo blast and cool session, it was, it was, it was gone, bro. Like, but I don't know, man. Like, um, but I can tell you it isn't easy as much to put, it isn't as easy to put the music out, but I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I feel like these spaces, we need it, man. I feel like it's, it's not like me just being full of myself. I'm literally trying. I'm literally not trying, but I'm literally expressing music that I would like to hear that I think is missing. Mm. I'm with you. Like, there's a lot of, it's a very dark period in content, right? There's a lot of uh, music that is about depression or about drug addiction or uh, that is, you know, difficult, bracing, but there isn't a lot of celebration. You know, even the celebrations are tinged with darkness. And I think there's, um, there's a lot of reasons for that. But I think I was, I really enjoyed listening to Cools in Session 3 in preparation for this. Uh, Thank you. It was I, I listened to it twice today. I, I could just run it back because it just flows so well. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. So, uh, Kay, do you have anything else you wanted to ask or anything to talk about? No, I mean, I think I think you know the, the emphasis for me, like if you make good, if you make good work that you're proud of, eventually people will catch on to it. You know, I mean, that's that's the, uh, you know, the faith that you have. Like, you make something that you're proud of, something that you think is good. Whether they, whether they, you know, know it at the time or whether they know it, like, in 10 years or five years, eventually people will, will, will catch on to what's good. Right. And, and, and 
The other thing is the power of being where you are, right? Of like, you know, saying, look, I know I'm known for, for X, but that's not where I am right now. Right. You know, I'm in Y, so I'm going to do Y. Um, and you you created two different powerful legacies. Uh, and that's something that it's very hard to create one. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. Hey, um, shout out to David Adams. He produced uh, Numbers Only. Oh, featuring first, yeah. first Class Rossi. Yeah. He wastes time taming us. You from Romania. She bring me letters, rub my back, make raisins and toast. You get the message. You know what I'm saying? Like, is what I'm saying? Like, hear me. I'm having fun and I feel like we just need more player shit out here. And I hear you. The other one that's being on there, Ski Mask. Ski Mask is a. An interesting song with Rivers, Boss Man Riv. Yeah, uh, Boss Man Riv. Out the Boss Man Riv, and shout out to his dad, OG Rivers. He's talking on the end of the joint. Yeah. So that's yeah. yeah that's, it was the song's dope. Different. Shout out to Mecca. He produced that joint. That's just how we coming, fam. Like I was like, you know, I want you to look at the cover and be like, damn, bro. Like, damn. You know, like you feel these textures, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right, like you know, talking that shit, bro. Like you know, what I mean, like he, we put it in the, we put it in the baggie. They put it in a vein, a small metropolis, rock and rock that is. You know, what I'm saying I ain't lying. Look at my how I rock my wrist. Look how I rock my. You know, what I'm saying like it, yeah. it's just them textures, bro. Like I'm, yeah. I'm on the mic right now. I'm, I'm on the mic, damn near doing voiceovers. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what I'm saying because I, I want the texture capture how serious. It, each vibe is whether it's humorous or whether you know what I mean like yeah. you know what I mean like I got about five projects done and I, you know what I'm saying I'm just sitting on International Jones projects you know what I'm saying and um, waiting till the time is right for these vibes you know what I'm saying like but it's fun and it's dope because I know like people are gonna say that's so dope. You didn't have to make that. You didn't have to talk about that. And you found like a dope backdrop to do that. So now I can listen to people talk about this. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. that that yeah, man. So this it. is dope. Yeah. I I appreciate it. Recommendation corner is where we talk about what we've been listening to recently. Um, uh, and just gives people some stuff to talk about or listen to. Um I'll go with some soul music to start. Um, mm. It's called the, the artist is Akantha Lang. Uh, the album mm. is Beautiful Dreams. Uh, okay. Yeah, R and B soul from London. It's just really, Hold on, let me YouTube it. Really smooth shit, man. I really enjoy it. Let um, me YouTube it. Yep, beautiful cover. Spell it. Akantha Lang. Spell it. So it's A C A N T H A, and then last name Lang L A N G. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So the okay. the other one, K. This is something me and Zilla Rocky and Philly have been texting about. There's this album called Mid Air by Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas mm. is the group, uh, and it is this kind of uh, dirty rock influenced. But it's rap, you know. Um, mm. But the cool part is, and this is a key thing for me and Scylla, 
we kind of want our dirty, muddled sounding rap clean. <laughs> you know, mm. like there's a difference mm. between just giving you something that's messed up and mm -hmm. going for something that is mm -hmm. darker or jagged, but still clean. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. midair is clean, but it is is dirty clean. I like that. I, it, and it's there's bars all over it. Um, it's dope. It's got movements within the songs where things change. Uh, yeah, Pitchfork is loving it. But it, there's yeah, it's just a really it it's a good good album. So I would recommend that it's gonna climb up my uh, yeah climb up my list. Nice. So, what it what K, what are you listening to? Uh nothing new this this week. Uh I really enjoyed the fiend, the cools in session. Ooh. Uh, Thank you, Jay. Yeah. The recommendation, Fiend. If you want to dig into the albums we talked about, my recommendation, the best place is Bandcamp. If you go to Fiend's Bandcamp, you can get Tennis shoes and tuxedos. You can get sweetest hangover. You can get life behind limo glass. You can get all that stuff. Um, the streaming services. Some of the stuff is under International Jones. Some of it's under Fiend. Thanks. If you're on Bandcamp anyway, like a lot of our people are, find Fiend on Bandcamp, Fiend Digital, um, and and cop up, man. They're, they're definitely affordably priced. You can you can yeah. it all man. strategically. Just, just strategically made it like that, you know. Just want hopefully to get the people to tap in. Um, I got um two people I've been listening to. Do it. Um, yeah. Um, I really been jamming to the Sacred Soul. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah, and and they got female too. I'm looking for right quick. Um. um I'm trying to think of a name right now. And, and if that's all you want, I'll let you get a piece of me. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wait, that was one of my, that was one of my, Queen Lady Ray. Queen, yeah, yeah. Lady Ray, yeah. thank you. Lady that, Ray. That was one yeah. of my favorite albums. That was, was that my number one album of last year, Kay? I think that was I think it was up there. Yeah. Yeah. Lady Ray. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that was, I listened to a playlist, um, Trials with my family, and I had the Bluetooth, and um, I did, we got around some water, so I forget what city we was in, and uh, I went to play in this particular playlist I found on Apple, I believe, and man, I just hit the, hearing me like, man, 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 like, if I don't have nothing, I got the coldest samples. You got Snoop Dogg, you got uh, DJ Paul, you got KLC yep. from Beast Battle Pop. I, my laptop is the illest when it <laughs> comes to samples. You hear me? When it comes to just digging in the craze, oh my God. When I tell you I'm holding, you know what I'm saying? I'm Leaving. holding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's why the music be so you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. sometimes you might get something like you'll get like a masterpiece on Cools and Session. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Well, to build on the The Sacred Souls, T-H-E-E, -E, Sacred Souls, that album is so damn smooth. Like it's Bruh. wild. You can put it on in the background. Hey, 
do things and, and, and it's over, uh, right? Uh, you just like it's uh, and, and, and for the record, I want to just put this energy out there because I believe that I still want to work with these people, but maybe me doing freestyles to their music. I never monetized off it, but right. maybe me doing freestyles to it. I don't it, it might have rubbed them wrong, but bro. I want to not. I want to get an album produced. Not Frank and Frank Good. Shout out to my brother Frank Dukes. I uh, hope you're safe and well out there. We're overdue for work. He he looked into International Jones early, early in, and was sending me tracks. Um, uh, shout out to Dap Tone Records. I reached out to them for years. I wanted to do a project with Minahan Street Band, oh, and man. I wanted an album produced by Budo's Band or Minahan Street Band. That is like what I really, really want to do to like, you know, like to give a, a album out there, like of International Jones of that texture with this band, you know, shout out to, uh, uh, shout out to Count, um, the Count, excuse me, shout out to the Count. They sent me some tracks to a band out of Canada, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, like, them textures, what I really, 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 you know, I want to be in these new James Bond movie. Let me go ahead and do the whole soundtrack for new James Bond movie. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let me, let me do that. You know what I mean? Like, I want to really, I want to go there, bro. You imagine James Bond is just like with the ski gear on and it's the ski scene and then Jones, because that would be great. Um, <laughs> if I could, if I could put you with one sole act, Right now, the one that comes to mind is the Black Pumas. Yeah. Can you imagine how that would sound? The Black Pumas, wow. See, I'm I wanna I wanna I wanna do this because I think we're gonna shut something down. And I think people are gonna be like, oh my God, like you know what I'm saying? Like I haven't had a chance to tap in you, you know. Like I see what the roots do, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and not to say if I studied everything, but I see what the roots roots do. I enjoy it. I love it. I respect it. Right. I saw what um the great um guru and premier did with Jasmataz. Right, right. You know, I don't want to overlook that, and I can appreciate that, and I love that. But I didn't really put that under a microscope. But I, I, but I did enjoy some cuts and some vibes um yeah alchemist a, a whole project produced by alchemist would be crazy crazy right crazy. We, were, we were talking in the studio the other day and just for him to be like yo jones man i can hear your voice on this one so we ended up doing it on the new project season open of jlr um on me and spitter got down on this vibe you know what i'm saying um which is crazy. Like I love them collabs. Harry Fraud would be a nice. Ooh, oh, yeah. Harry Fraud is on the run right now. Yeah, that I think that would be like. I think it'd be good for music, man. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like because the subject matters. You know what I'm saying? Execution flow. Ten thousand grams of potassium. Streets are wrong. Mama praying like the Vatican. You know, it'll make me get in those pockets to just. You know, like, bro, you know what I mean? Me, like, you, you got me hyped now. Let me rep <laughs> another 
uh, classic Jet Life release here, uh, entirely produced by Harry Fraud. Rugby Thompson by Smoke Dizza is a classic to me. I love that album. Uh, 2012 Playground Legend, like just, um, yeah. Right. I got nice ears. Yeah, I got nice ears. You heard me like, um, man, I, I can't wait to perform this shit, bro. Like, yeah. Shout out to uh, Josh, uh, the owner of Raw Papers. You know, shout out to uh, my buddy, uh, Josh. I remember seeing him somewhere like in Arizona somewhere. He, um, I know him to get on a tour bus. Then I got the ox cord or the Bluetooth playing the music after we were on tour, Jet Life tour, Smokers yeah. Club tour. I'm only, as soon as I get on it, like Jones, put some music on. You know what I'm saying? So I got my laptop, whatever. I'm playing some vibes. We, you know, we settling them down. We rolling up, chilling, catching our vibe, getting ready for the next city or whatever. And I remember Josh came on a bus. And I think we may have just did our first collaboration with Raw. And um, I was feeling out the International Jones performance to be crooning on stage. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never really was doing that. So, I, it, you know, I, yeah, I, I yeah. can't. Sound check is one thing, but, you know, I ain't got no earpiece. You know, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So he came and told me something. On the bus, he gets on the bus. He said, "Yo, man, I saw you on stage." Uh, um, he said, "You playing the music?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "I bet you don't have uh, LL Cool J. I'm the type of guy." So I go to my laptop, boom, play that shit. Right? He look at me like, "Oh shit!" Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we we on the tour bus, and he yeah. said, "Yo." He said, I saw you perform, man. You're a real cool guy. He said, um, I guess the studio and live performance is a little different, right? And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the studio sounds this way, but trying to convey that that same, to exemplify that same texture on stage, if you're not really ready, it is not going to sound like that. So, bro, he gave me that comment, and I took it as like, Somebody that, you know, listened to rock all over the world, a young wealthy cat, you know, and a player. And I took that advice and I applied that. Mm -hmm. So when I got ready to do the cools and session to keep you cool and stuff like that, when I got ready to perform, baby, I mastered that shit. So next time I saw him, I did that shit. You heard me? I think the last song I did was like uh, on, on my set was either baby or I just want to float. And by this time, he came yeah. on the two bus. He was like, oh, my. He was like, Jones, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Jones, that shit was hot. I was like, huh, bro? I said, huh, bro? Yeah, I was going to be ready for next time no, I saw you to have it together. That's an, important, that's an important story. I, um, the people that have meant the most to me on my journey are the people mm -hmm. who have shown that they have love for me but challenge me when they see things I could do better. like. Uh, and they bring that shit to me, and they're like, "Yeah, why don't you do it this way?" And I'm like, "Right, right." You call, uh, like the you. It's cool to have people that have love for you, but people that have love for you and have the heart to tell you that that you have room on this space to grow. Um, right, that's special. That's a special breed. 
you it is. To, you have to appreciate those people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, thank you so much for being here. Um, Art Kimball, we did it. What's tomorrow bring?